Now, Helga, let's talk about the lessons. What have been the consequences of neglecting vital services for women and girls during the pandemic? We've seen GBV numbers just escalating on a scary scale. Thank you for that. You know, um, the COVID-19 pandemic has made abundant clear that the structural barriers inside and outside of the healthcare system uh, that disadvantages women and girls, and particularly the most vulnerable, is really critical. So the delivery of essential sexual, reproductive, maternal, newborn, child and adolescent health services have been disrupted and resources reallocated, putting women, children, and adolescents at higher risk of death, disease, and disabilities from preventable and treatable causes. So according to the recent estimates of the, of UN, from UNFPA, the shifts of funds to the pandemic response is hampering women's, women's access to sexual and reproductive health care. An estimated 12 million women have experienced disruptions in family planning services due to the pandemic, leading to 1.4 million unintended pregnancies. We have also seen, Lulu, that from the UN Women has declared violence against women a shadow pandemic. Globally, an estimate 243 million women and girls between the age of 15 and 49 have been subjected to sexual and or physical assault by an intimate partner in the last year. The number is expected to rise significantly due to the widespread stay at home orders. But the indirect effects of the pandemic on women and girls are equally concerning. The pandemic has widened gender and economic inequities. Globally, women are less to hold less secure jobs and are more likely to be employed in the informal sector. But women take on greater care at home and and their jobs will also be disproportionately affected by cuts Mm. and layoffs. Mm. Now, Helga, just looking at uh, all the negatives, you know, going into the millions, unwanted pregnancies, continued violence and uh, loss of income and women becoming more and more vulnerable, What solutions, what are some of the solutions that have been proposed at the summit to help countries do better during a pandemic response and recovery? Right. So to redress the pandemic and stop the rollback of sexual reproductive maternal newborn and child and adolescent health services, we must ensure that the national COVID responses and investments target and strengthen primary health systems that place the needs of the most marginalized and vulnerable at the very center. So greater focus, training, and support for frontline health workers is vital to improve coverage and access to quality services, as well as respectful care. We must do an intentional effort to, to place women and children in these responses. So we must recognize the interdependence of different sectors to address the socioeconomic impact of the pandemic, including poor access to education, inadequate housing and nutrition and poor health outcomes. So the intersections of these issues only worsen vulnerabilities. It takes different sectors and ministers working together 
to holistically address the needs of citizens. Helga, unfortunately, we have run out of time, but I just want to find out from you with regards to responses and ensuring that uh, governments meet uh, the outcomes of solutions put forward um, during the summit. What needs to be done to ensure that governments take action and, uh, you know, that uh, action matches, does not match the scale of the pandemic's impact on the health and well-being of women, children and adolescents? How do we get it right? We get it right by making it explicit, Lulu. We have to put women, children and adolescents in the front of everything we do. If not, they get sidelined. So my advice is in everything we do, we need to make sure that the vulnerable get prioritized. It is only through this effort that they become a a center in our solutions. So no matter how little resources we have or what we do, we just make have to make sure that in solidarity we put women and children at the center of our efforts.